What's up, what's up, guys? It's Dominic Raffa. I'm your host of Dom's Pod. I really appreciate everyone listening to it. It's been in the making for some time now. Uh, this is the first episode. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram, and we'll get to all those tags in a second, if you've been following me, what's happened is... I kind of just want to take a new direction in my podcast, and now I'm going to just kind of chop it up with people. Again, this is not a podcast where I'm going to be preaching, teaching, uh, informing. I mean, I guess there could be some informing, but this is mostly, honestly, just going to be chopping it up with people, breaking down life, and trying to see different perspectives, different journeys, and just hearing other people's stories. And I really found that just sitting down, talking to people— and just hearing different perspectives on life has really changed my own. So maybe you guys might get something from this. If not, no big deal. Again, I'm just a 20-year-old kid trying to figure life out. And as well, at the end of this, I do own a lawn care company, so I will have a 10-minute segment about business. Um, just kind of, I, I can answer business questions or uh, just kind of what's been going on with my business or how I deal with certain things. So I'm super pumped for that. So again, thanks for coming in. We have a great uh, special guest coming in, Ty Kanatzer. But before we do that, I just kind of want to go through the format. You guys are sending in questions, which is awesome. Uh, there's a couple ways to do that. I have a Gmail that is domspodpodcast at gmail.com. Um, no one's used that yet because everyone's been too busy focused just on my regular Instagram, which is dominic.rafa, D-O-M-I-N-I-C dot R-A-F-F-A. If you need to hear it again, rewind it. Um, if the podcast does get big enough, honestly, I might make another Instagram page, maybe take some pictures with the people that I'm featuring and all that good jazz, but we'll see how that goes. So, uh, again, if you have any uh, criticism, uh, constructive criticism, something you want to see in the podcast be done, I'm not going to promise I'll do anything, but at the same time, I would just love to hear your guys' feedback, saying if you enjoy the show or if you wish you had something different. So you can email that to me as well or slide in my DMs about that. But let me get to our guest, Ty Knatzer, man. Uh, I've known him ever since I came to First Baptist Church of Beach Grove. My dad was a pastor, and uh, I think I came over when I was, like, in kindergarten or something. So uh, Ty's been a great friend, I mean, for so many years. I, I'm 20. I think he's 21 now. I'll have to ask him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, actually, I think we're the same age, 20 and 20, but he was always just a year ahead because he got in school early or something. So let's bring in our guest, Ty Knatzer. Hey! feeling man i'm feeling very excited a little nervous uh this is my first time ever doing a podcast but i'm very excited happy to be doing it and uh, yeah i am 20 um i the reason i was always ahead is yeah i went into school early are you smarter than me i don't think so at all i did not do well in school but i'm back in school now and uh doing fairly well nice doing better (laughs) so wait so do you listen to podcasts I have in the past. I'm not an avid podcast listener. I wanted to start my own a long time ago, and so I listened to some to kind of get some reference and inspiration, and that was about the extent of it. I was really just listening, you know, to try to learn what I, how I should take right. mine, you know what I mean? But uh, other than that, not not a lot. I've, I've uh, Some of the more popular people, Joe Rogan, I've yeah, seen, right, seen some of right. his episodes and uh, some stuff like that, just right. not a lot, you know, a little bit of dabbling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an at, like, I, I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. When I'm cutting grass and stuff, I listen to them all the time. But I still have not gone around to Joe Rogan's. I listen to everything when it comes, like, the Bad Christian Podcast. I love a huge inspiration for me to do podcasts. Going Deep with Chad and JT, Serial, all these other good jazz. I mean, I mean, so many good podcasts. What were you trying to make yours about? Was it the hockey idea? Yeah, I had yeah. an idea for our local hockey team, the Indie Fuel. I um, wanted to, like, basically, I wanted to cover them. Them and like talk about things they did but more importantly or I shouldn't say more importantly more mainly what I wanted to do was talk about just hockey and right. like local hockey college youth and just talk about hockey really not make it like a uh, news coverage like a sports news 
podcast, more just like talking about different things going on in the game, uh, my experience in the game, bringing on guests, talking about their experience, uh, really just, you know, spreading the word about hockey, basically, making it more accessible, knowledge about hockey, you know, uh, hockey's definitely growing, it's a huge, enormous growing sport, you know, and so uh, I, you know, love hockey, I've always loved hockey, so I just wanted to contribute to that as much as I could, so I wanted to really talk about that, and I I don't know just kind of make it a little bit like I said a little bit more accessible so people could listen in and say like hey you know this is really cool and maybe try it out for themselves or start coming to some games just be a part of the hockey scene is the big thing your mom's a part of the hockey scene my mom was a huge part of the hockey scene <laughs> your mom's the best dude so uh, let's go into a little bit about your life man so um uh, we've talked about this multiple times, so I was going to like be like, all right, now, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but screw it. So your mom uh, actually does not see well, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right. So how did that all go down, and then um, how did that affect your childhood growing up? Well, basically what happened was my mom is uh, deathly allergic to fish, right? So she, like anything fish, can't have it. It basically makes her throat swell and close up where she can't get oxygen. Uh, so basically we were on a vacation in Tennessee, and we went to this restaurant restaurant who against you know FDA guidelines and whatnot cooked their chicken in the same oil that they cooked their fish in and so my mom ordered chicken and was cooked in fish oil and so she had an allergic reaction her throat swelled up and she lost uh, oxygen to her brain and uh, yeah and so well first of all she as a result of losing the oxygen she also had asthma so she had an asthma attack and then could not receive oxygen so she uh, went to a coma and so she was uh, lifelined to I believe it was Tennessee University Hospital um, which was the nearest facility that could do what she needed done, you know, take care of her. Um, and so she was lifelined there, and basically she was in a coma for two months. Holy, I did not know that. Yeah, she was in a coma for two months, and there was not a whole lot of hope at the time. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, skepticism. People, like, the you know, the doctors thinking that there wasn't a high chance she was either A, going to make it out of it, or B, be cognitive when she did. There was mm-hmm. a pretty good chance it it seemed like that she was going to either be lost or in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. Uh, However, miraculously, she had a recovery, uh, surely by the grace of God, 100%. And uh, she, all she was left with uh, lacking, I should say, was uh, she, she's now sight impaired and she has a little bit of nerve damage. So she, it's harder for her to feel things Hmm. and uh, kind of coordinate herself, you know, so uh, I help her walk places. However, she's extremely capable for her condition. She's able to dial the phone, cook meals, um, walk around the house by herself. We have lived in the same house since it happened, so she's grown very familiar with the house. She can even work the TV remote, and she she listens to her favorite shows, and she uh, leads on, you know, a pretty normal life, except for that fact that she really can't see and do much on her own. Oh, sorry. Well, that, that was all I was okay, saying. Well, how old were you? I was two years old, and my brother was four years old. Man. So it's basically been my whole life. You know, I don't really remember much. Okay, so, you, so you don't really remember, like, how it was for her having to be, like... Be able to see versus not? Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. I really, when I try to think back, it's like I can't really think back to a time before, you know? Right. Um, and, again, I was two, so chances are I wouldn't remember anything, but... Even if I did, like, you know, they say there's a high likelihood it was, you know, so traumatic that it would have been suppressed. You know what I mean? So how did this, like, so did the restaurant make out okay? Like, I don't want to be tacky, but, like, did they get closed down? Did you sue? Or, I mean, do you know anything about that? Well, the way things sort of transpired with that aspect is there were a lot of people, you know, saying on our side, like, hey, you guys have a million-dollar suit on your hands, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But the main thing was that, it would have been so taxing on my dad, yeah. anyone involved, and meanwhile, my mom, we were all, you know, just wanting her to be alive, you know, yeah. more or less, not, we weren't so much worried about, you know, going after this company, we were worried about our, you know, part of our family, right. you know, our family healing from this, and another thing to consider was a lot of people were telling us, there was a lot of people telling us on one side, we should sue, we should do something about this, but then there were a lot of people from Tennessee, like my dad's family, and a lot of people around there who thought, who were telling us, you know, there's a good old boy system in Tennessee, so they'd, they'd be, you know what I mean, they'd be kind of protected. Like, right. like, people would talk, people would know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 
Um, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's no, like, hard feelings or anything. Obviously, right. what happened was awful. And right. obviously, wish it never would have happened. But everything happens for a reason. Um I you know I'm not gonna try to blast this restaurant. I don't even I don't even think they're still open. Though. Jerry's Chicken and Fish. No, I swear no, to no, gosh. No, no. <laughs> no, they. I'm pretty sure they closed down several years ago. Uh, not for any probably <laughs> honestly for something along those lines because it wasn't from what I heard. Like I said, I wasn't really uh, aware of much at that time. I was so young. But from what I heard, it wasn't the you know it wasn't five star restaurant. <laughs> it was uh, not a great place to eat. So uh, like I said, like you know. Whoever hears this, please don't go, you know, digging for this restaurant, trying to do something to anybody. We're like I said, punch out all the bricks with our fists. <laughs> we are extremely blessed. Uh, we are living a very happy life. My family is, like I said, very blessed. Uh, you were asking me about how it affected my childhood. I, I do believe I had a little bit different of a childhood because of it. Uh, you know, a lot of kids have, you know, maybe two parents who can drive or, you know, two parents who can uh, do, some of the th do some of the things that you need to be able to see to do, obviously. I don't know uh, what all that would include. I, driving comes to mind. Um, Coaching a team, maybe my dad never even really, my my dad coached one team when we were younger. But all really, what I'm trying to say is, although she might not have been able to do all the things that other people's mothers could do and did do, right. she made up for it in love, and right. she loves me so much, and I couldn't ask for anything else. Everyone always asks me, you know, like, aren't you mad? Aren't you bitter that that happened? And I, Honestly, no, because I would so much rather have her here. I could have right. lost her. I could have right. never had a mother figure at all. And I'm just so blessed to have the mother I have. You know what? And this is something I also tell a lot of people is there's a lot of mothers who can see perfectly fine, who can do everything perfectly fine, and are not great mothers. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Straight, straight up, man. And my mom can't see, and she is just the best. Well, I a love little, her so Yeah, a little word on Mrs. Knatz, and then I want you to tell the Instagram story, if that's all right. Um, but a little word on Mrs. Knatz, or literally, she is the best, dude. Uh, she's always showing love, uh, at least to the Rapa boys. She could hate everyone. No, I'm just kidding. No, she's great, uh, great wife, great mother, uh, just a great person to be around, super funny, always laughing. I don't think I've ever seen her mad. Or, like, sad. I've never seen her show any other emotion than happy. She's just a baller, dude. But, yeah, can you, can you show that Instagram? The one where she won an Instagram? No. You're <laughs> going to make me look like a jerk on here. D dude, you just said you love your mom. <laughs> I do love my mom. Um, basically, the story Dominic's talking about. I'm going to put it in a little bit better terms to make me sound a little bit better. <laughs> because this was a long time ago, and I didn't use the and most you're, sensitive you're, wording. You're, your mom would laugh, though. She yeah. Basically, all I was saying is that uh, she wouldn't be able to take proper pictures and post them because she's sight impaired. So I was basically saying that uh, she would just have a whole bunch of photos uploaded of nothing, essentially. <laughs> um, but again, that was extremely mean. It's not, dude, like, you love your mom, Yeah, see, right? that, that's the thing, though, is I was even going to say, is, like, my mom has the most positive attitude, has just the best spirit, and uh, she even a lot of times will, you know, joke about not being able to see and she's just a good sport like she and see here's the thing is yes it was tragic what happened and it, and it is unfortunate but you play the cards you're dealt you right. live your life. You can't sit around all all the time, every day, thinking, "Man, I wish things were one thing. I, I wish things were one way. I wish things were another way." Because you get what you get. You know what I mean? You live your life with the cards you're dealt. You take the highs with the. Well, how does that go? You take the. You take the good with the bad. Right. You know what I mean? We, you, you, we have good times. We have bad times. You know. Yeah. And so you 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 have to live your life accordingly. If you always are just constantly thinking, "I wish things were another way," you're not living. Right. You're you're wishing. You know, and that's not any way. To live well and that's why i find her so inspirational is because honestly something like that happened to me that would like be tragic like i really don't think i'd recover from that but she's just such a baller that i mean she just recovers like i mean she's just amazing i mean again again i'm not saying that the road probably wasn't hard or anything but i mean she's definitely been a huge inspiration just to kind of like show me that you know what some crap can happen to you but it's 
oh, it's going to be okay and God's still good, you know? Exactly. You just, that's the attitude you have to ha have every day when you wake up, no matter what it is that's happening to you. Everyone has problems. Everyone has struggles. You look in anyone else's closet and you, you wouldn't trade your, your stuff for their stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you live, like I said, you, you, you live the life that is given to you and you, you know, you make do with what you can. And, and granted, you know, you, you do have a path to make in your life. However, things are going to happen that are out of your control. Right. You know what I mean? That was out of our control. We oh, couldn't yeah. have controlled that situation. Therefore, what is sitting around being upset about it going to do? You know what I mean? There's there's nothing we can do about it now. There's nothing we could have done about it at the time. You know what I mean? Right, right. So things that are out of your control, you really can't worry about. And I right. know that's a blanket statement that makes it, you know, oh, you, you know, don't worry about anything ever. I'm just saying things that are out of your control, I understand it's hard not to. But there's no purpose in worrying about them because you right. can't control them. There's nothing you can do about it. So worrying about it is just going to make it impossible. Right. You know what I mean? So Yeah, man. So what would you say then? I know we've like t touched on your mom and I didn't tell you that we were going to do that. I oh, literally, yeah. I, I literally just came in here. I was just <laughs> like, you know what? We're just going to chop it up as friends because I mean, that's I mean, we can go from like that to, you know, you know, it's a little unexpected, but. I think it's a really great story, and I, I enjoy telling it because of the simple fact that people get a lot out of it. You right. know what I mean? I've often thought about, you know, maybe trying to write about it or something like that. Right. Because every time I tell that story, people are like, man, what a what a, what a tour. What a what a story. We just said, uh, what a torch. I was, I was trying to make <laughs> A tail. torch in the dark. <laughs> I was trying to make tale and story, and I came up with tour. But, but yeah, people, people in, you know. It, it really makes people think, you know, and so I don't know. It's just it's a different it's a different outlook, yeah, you know. Not not a lot of people have something that happens like right. that. So 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 what would you say is something that defines you then? So like so every little thing adds up for sure. But do you have something that like you would say really does define you? Something that defines me. Right. That's uh, like a super, a super big question. Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, there's a lot of little things, you know. Um, like, I feel like I have a really good personality, and I feel like people have told me that in the past. And They're straight up liars. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just lying. They, they just better. lie. Yeah. You tell them that story, and then they're like, yeah, you're a good person, Ty. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I feel like I do have a really positive attitude, and people like that. Right. I feel like... People enjoy spending time with me, and I don't like. I, it sounds like I'm bragging. No, no, I like honest, I, yeah. Off, I mean, honestly, you, know. you are a super fun person to be. There isn't a time that I haven't been like, man, that wasn't really fun hanging out with Ty. I'm not <laughs> like I honestly can't think of one. We I used to that. we used to hang out all the time as kids, and we'd spend the night. And there was this one time. We used to spend the night a bunch, man. Yeah, all the time. Uh, there was this one time where we were going through his yearbook, and there was this one girl. I'm not gonna say her last name, but it was like Katie or something. It was like. Was it Katie? Bro, you can't even say that. Come on. <laughs> what? What do you? Okay, there's not a bunch of Katies in the world. Not at our school, there wasn't. There was like a select few. Okay, let's. Okay, what you what, you went to where? Southport. Yes. Every <laughs> made it even more. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from Southport is not gonna be listening to this. How many years you been out of high school? Three. Uh. Right, yeah, well, you're soon three. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. This oh, we were great. going through his like fifth grade yearbook. Okay. It was I, yeah, yeah. It was a middle we'll school say that yearbook. Because that makes it a little less descriptive. No, honestly, because it, it was. We didn't hang out that much in high school. So yeah. it was probably middle school. And it there was, was this, it was middle school. There was this one chick, Katie. <laughs> I'm not, I was about to like say her location. Let's just say she was around the neighborhood. Dude, stop, bro! Please stop. This is making me is so discreet. <laughs> does, does oh she's gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, that's Why? me." Dude, she wishes she would listen to this. She might. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, sorry. don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. There was. We'll just say bottom line. There was a girl. I I can tell the story <laughs> because I'm gonna save myself. Okay, okay, save yourself from your embarrassment. Even though you have an awesome. I'm not chick. embarrassed, man. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed, but it's just I don't want her to. You know. Anyway. <sighs> okay, here's what happened. We were going through the yearbook, and we were just going through his photos. He said, oh, you like that girl? I wasn't even looking at her. <laughs> and he's like, you like that girl, don't you? 
I said, what? No, what? You like her, don't you? She's like, let's go to her house. So we were just joking around and crap, and uh, we, were, we were walking around the neighborhood, like, and it was snowing. We were in shorts, and it was, and I think, I, were we barefoot, dude? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, but, but do you if remember? it was snowing, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, but do you remember it was, like, super, like, like, it wasn't cold at all, though. Oh, yeah. I remember wearing shorts and oh, thinking, yeah. like, yeah, I remember I was talking about right. that. Like, this is weird that it's snowing outside. Right. It was beautiful, dude. Beautiful. And then we get up to her house, and he says, why don't you go knock on the door? It's, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> we're, like, fifth graders, dude. Fifth and sixth graders. So we're so stupid. But yeah. Yeah, we had such a good time. We played knee hockey and... Oh, yeah. And all that good jazz. But I, I do think it's cool that friendship, because I am thinking about, I don't really have a lot of friends stemming back from, was like, I came when I was in first grade, actually. You are seriously like one of my oldest friends that I'm still like actively in contact with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that is true because I was around six, so I'm 20 now. So it's been like 14 years. Yeah. That is crazy. And then we did kind of drop off in high school. Um, no, not really. Like, I would say late high school. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of picked it back up. What? How did we pick back up, man? What happened? Um, I know there was, like, a couple little, in, like, individual instances where you would ask me what I was up to. And um, if I was free, you know, I'd, I would be like, hey, yeah, let's go. And there was the one time my uh, – well, this was after high school, but uh, – when I did all that stuff for my mom, the decorations for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And we ran into you at the store, didn't we? You got, I think, yeah, maybe. No, I think you asked, yeah, you got, you asked me. I remember you, you texted me and you asked me if I wanted to hang out. And I told you what I was doing. This is a really cool story, too. Uh, basically, there was one year, this was uh, 2016 going into 2017, that Christmas. So, two Christmases ago. Okay. Uh, I was working full-time, my brother was working full-time, my dad obviously working full-time. My mom's a stay-at-home mom, basically. She she doesn't work. And uh, so we were all very, very busy at this time in our lives. And she, it was Christmas was coming up very, very soon. And my mom is very, uh, just a, just the best, you know, and she loves doing special things, and me and my dad and my brother can kind of get a little distracted sometimes, like anybody, you know. Right, for sure. Uh, we, we get it, we get, you know, a little bit into our our ways, things we're doing, things we're distracted by, and we don't really pay attention to the little things. Well, my mom only pays attention to the little things. Right. And so she was very upset that Christmas was coming up so soon, and we had absolutely no direct, er, directions, decorations right, right. up, and, uh, so I had this plan that I was going to surprise her with all decorations, uh, but I kept leading on to her. I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just busy. Like, we're, I don't think we're going to be able to really do anything this year for decorations. And I, would, I teased her so much. I was like, we might not even have a tree, honestly. <laughs> and she was so upset. She loves light. She loves decorations. And, you know, being sight impaired, having the nerve damage, it's really hard for her to do that stuff on her own, you know. And so what I did one night was while she was at church decorating the church, I went out and got lights, and I hit it. Dominic hit me up, and I told him, I was like, hey, you guys should come with me. I'm picking up all this stuff from my mom. I went out and got lights and a tree and decorated the whole inside of the house. That's in like, awesome. And I did all this within, like, two hours. And Dominic and, and uh, was it Luciana? No, Stephen was I with I think you. we had Stephen and Maddie Holmes. Yeah, they were both with us, and they helped me pick some lights out, and I went home and set all of it up. And, uh, yeah, my mom came home, and she just loved it and started crying. Aww. It was awesome. Yeah, it was super Crying sweet. Tears of ugliness. Did she say this is so ugly? <laughs> no, she, I actually have a video of it. And, oh, uh, yeah, and oh, she yeah. just melted. Like, she loved it. And uh, it's so funny because, like, we put our tree in the corner of the living room every year, which is, like, it's kind of hard to explain. But when you walk into my house, you walk through a hallway, and then the corner is, like, to the right after the hallway. Right. And so when she walked in, she saw all the lights in the hallway, and she was like, oh, my gosh. And my dad knew everything I did, and he said, don't trip on it anything around the corner <laughs> right and, he, and she was like what did you do and she didn't even know i was home i was hiding around the corner filming and uh and then she came in and saw the tree and she just started oh, crying dude, it was, that's it was so, so sweet cool. yeah i loved it this is c bro yeah speaking of uh, your last name do people say canister oh yeah all, all the, time? the time yeah 
Um, they actually, uh, that's a specific name someone called me. When I was in third grade, uh, we had this, like, raffle in our school to win an electric scooter. And I won, somehow. I won. And when they when they pulled my name and read it, the lady struggled over it for, like, a couple minutes. She was like, Ty... Canister <laughs> over the announcements, the whole school heard it, and I was like, "Is that me?" Because <laughs> I was in third grade, and I was stupid. I, was like, I knew it was me. I should have known that, but I was like, "Is there a tie canister at our school?" But yeah, a dude just shows up. Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like show up to the principal's office. There's another guy like um tie canister. I'd be like, oh, gotta be kidding me, freak. <laughs> no, but um, a funny story about you is you, you used to tell your, I don't know if you were lying about this, but you used to tell your classmates that you had like a, t- I know you're lying about having a pterodactyl in your front yard, and then like people saying that they could punch you, but you had like a, like a uh, iron spine or oh, something. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. I, I took, I took that one real far. Basically the origin of the story he's talking about was there was one day at hockey, I, I, I play hockey, I used to play hockey, and there was one day at hockey, we used to like, before games and stuff, we would shoot around outside the locker room and stuff, and there was one time, one of my friends like apparently hit me really hard in the back with a puck, and I didn't even feel it, I didn't even notice it, and I turned around and they looked like super scared, and I was like, what, what's wrong? And they were like, dude, we just nailed you in the back with a puck, and I was like, I literally did not feel it. I don't know what happened with that, I don't know if, I don't know what happened, but anyway, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh yeah, I don't feel anything in my back. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just like made it up right there on the spot, and they were like, what do you mean? And I, I was in like sixth grade when right. I did this, so they were, you know, super gullible, and so I was like, yeah, I I was in a car crash a long time ago. Now I don't feel anything like that. <laughs> and so, like, they were like, whatever. And I was like, go ahead, punch me in the back. I won't feel it. And so they punched me. And it, although it hurt and I, like, had to hide it, I was like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Why, would you, like, why wouldn't you say something? I guess, I mean, why did you lie? It was, just to be, yeah, it was just to be stupid. It was just to, I don't know. I always enjoyed, like, making people believe stupid Well, you, you kept up a lie where we were at the church <laughs> after youth group. Yeah. And for the, like, and we were, and he's like, hey, you smell that? Smells like weed, and I would think we were like in sixth grade. Yeah, no. so I definitely knew what weed. Yeah, and I was like, like no. Way. And I, again, I did. I grew up sheltered at a pastor's home. I said, <laughs> "Oh, what, I? You are God." <laughs> so basically, he like we're we're like trying to follow the scent, and then in the back of our church was like this huge garage. And we say, is someone back there smoking weed? So we're, like, prone, <laughs> crawling. And they says, oh, I saw someone. And we take a dead sprint back. So that was, like, in sixth grade. And I still believed it up until, like, two months ago. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, I was lying. <laughs> I said, are you serious, bro? It's just, I see, back then, I think I was trying to do something that I do now, which is, like, make people believe something that's actually funny or, like, causes a reaction right and then then i'll tell him like oh, i was just messing with you but back then it was like not a big deal you know right. what i mean like everything i said like no one cared you know what i mean like oh right. okay cool you can't feel anything in your back right and i was like that's so funny but now <laughs> yeah. like i'm trying to think of like something that i do now no but i love lying like when i meet people and like they'll be like hey so what do you do and i'll just say something stupid like i'm a surgeon <laughs> i'm like 20 uh, there was this one time I was in a conversation with someone, actually like two days ago, and they were about to ask, and they asked what I did, and I literally thought, I want to say something stupid, <laughs> like I deal with the erectile dysfunction or oh something. Oh my gosh! But, but I'm then an I ED just doctor. Right, but then I just said, Nah, dude. I uh, I didn't say Nah. I just said. Uh, Dominic's lawn service. <laughs> nice to meet you. But, oh no, dude, it's just fun lying to people. <laughs> Especially manipulating them and persuading them. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. The thing is, though, what's funny is like getting someone to believe something outrageous. Yes. And then coming clean, like, no, I was just. I, but I don't come clean. I just let them no, believe see, it. That, that's what's funny is when you come clean and they're like, oh my, I knew. And they always want to, they always want to come off as they knew the whole time. I'm like, you didn't know. You were completely duped. Well, like me. No. <laughs> After. No, but you didn't say, like, oh, I, could, I knew you were lying. Right. I just said, are you serious? Yeah. See, because, like, I, t- I told something to my girlfriend the other day. I can't think of it now, but I had her completely Women believe. can't drive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Believable. Oh, great. There goes the feminist. They're going to be blown this up. Now, oh, Riley's yeah. great, dude. Real quick, uh, minute 30 before we get into the questions. Uh, tell us about Riley, dude. 
Yeah, so Riley and I, uh, actually, we went, uh, I don't know if we met, but we went to the same elementary school. Nice. So, like, we've known each other. If it wasn't, if we didn't meet then, but see, the thing is, I remember knowing her in middle school, so right. I feel like we did meet, in, or I mean, in elementary school. So, I feel like we met in elementary school, but uh, anyway, we were, like, never super close. We're, like, we were friends, but then, like, uh, when high school came... We got, like, really close because we were on the newspaper together, and we did a couple other things together, and I, like, at the time had a huge crush on her, and uh, but she had a boyfriend, and so I kind of just was like, whatever, she has a boyfriend, I guess I'll have to move on, because, like, we were good, really good friends, so I didn't want to ruin that, Right. And, uh, and then, but she, as we found out just recently, uh, she had a crush on me, too, even though she was dating some guy, so whoever that guy is, sorry, buddy. I'm going to say your name on the podcast because everyone from that school listens to it. Oh, my gosh. No, but, yeah, and, like, but she, like, yeah, she told me she she really liked me, and she just had a really rough run of guys, so Mm. now she's with the best. She (laughs) saved the best for last. Straight up. No, but, I mean, I say that, but, like, I was the same way. Like, we always talk about it, like, we were both just having just awful (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be if any of if any girls I in my yeah. past are hearing this they're gonna be like oh great <laughs> no but I just feel like Let, let's get this straight for the record everyone that Ty knows is gonna listen to this yeah. podcast I'm, I'm gonna just, make sure well you never know who's no gonna, no I'm just kidding, I'm just saying no, I'm like just I just I feel like I never really had a a good relationship until Riley and I just recently started dating and like now it's just awesome <laughs> it's yeah. it's just so great having someone who actually genuinely oh, yeah. l- loves and cares about you you know uh, which is what i was basically describing is like i never really had that before you know right and, and she's great dude i really enjoyed meeting her working at one of my new favorite places the shop and <laughs> yeah. uh nah i just use her no i'm just kidding she's she's For awesome discount baby yeah, she's awesome dude got me a huge discount on my clothes and now i feel a lot cooler and it's all because of ty's girlfriend <laughs> So, yeah, man, but let's hop into the questions. We've got a couple to answer. And, again, if you guys want to send in questions, you can do it through my personal Instagram, Dominic.Raffa, D-O-M-I-N-I-C dot R-A-F-F-A. Uh, you can just slide in my DMs, or each week I'm going to be posting on my story, like, uh, hey, guys, taking questions for this week's podcast, and you guys can post them there, or you can send it to my email if it's a longer one. And this can be about anything, guys, like literally anything. If you need advice, uh, if you're going through a rough time at school, how to change a car's brakes, whatever, dude. <laughs> I'm not lying. So uh, that can that's at Dom's Pod Podcast at gmail.com. D O M S Pod P O D Podcast at gmail.com. So let's hop into the questions. Okay, so our first question, Ty, actually, you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, So, So we have to think about this deep and philosophically before we begin. Are you in your state? Absolutely. Okay, so uh, first off, we got one from Zane Sutherland. By the way, Zane Sutherland down in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, or actually Knoxville now. Such a great dude. Looks like a lumberjack. Built (laughs) as heck. I love this dude. Uh, Him, my cousin, and a couple of... uh, our buddies, we all went up to do a road trip, Washington, D.C., New York City, uh, Philadelphia. It was like prime time, A-plus, bro bonding, super stoked. Zane asked, uh, some future places you plan to travel to? Well, my boy Zane, you can travel the world with me, big boy. Um, no, um, honestly, dude, I want to do this Europe uh, backpacking trip. I have this great plan to fly into Sicily, take a boat over to Italy, then start just like kind of hitchhiking, taking trains, whatever. A lot of people in Europe are nice. They'll drive you places and just kind of go throughout Europe and then eventually land in London. So that's one trip I want to do, but, like, I really want to visit Sicily. I'm, I'm like, Sicilian, so I just want to kind of see my family's roots and eat some great pizza, man, and probably join the mafia while I'm over there featuring the Godfather, uh, just be friends with Michael Corleone and just run a crime family with my bros, bro bonding. But, Ty, what about you, man? Uh, this is something I think about a lot. I, I really want to travel uh, a lot. I uh, I really want to go see a lot of places here in the U.S., um, uh, out the West Coast, a lot of the cities out there. I'm huge into skateboarding and skateboard 
culture pretty much originated out west. Yeah. So I really want to go see some of the famous spots. You know what I mean? Some yeah. of the famous skateboard shops and stuff like that. Meet some of the locals and like talk to them, like uh, like skating locals, you know, and right. talk to them about you know their lives, that like what skateboarding means for them, you know. And uh, but I got a lot of other places I, I'd love to go. I'd love to go to British Columbia in Canada and uh, see some of their some of the lakes they skate on up there. Yeah. I've seen some videos and stuff. It just looks absolutely beautiful. And I just think skating there in some of those lakes would just be unreal. Yeah, two different kinds of skating. Ice skating and yeah. skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, I right. should have been a little clearer on that. No, I, I mean, hopefully they assume. If not, you're the stupidest audience I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, I'm trying to think of anywhere else. Um well, while you're thinking, fun fact, uh, well, Ty and I love skateboarding. I actually popped my first ollie the, uh, the other week with him. It was awesome. And then he's been teaching me a couple of other things. So we really enjoy that. But uh, speaking of the West Coast, again, you probably know more about skate history than I do. But apparently these surfers were surfing and all that good jazz, but they want to be able to surf on land. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So that's when they created the skateboard. So fun fact for all you homies out there, get into skating. It is a freaking blast. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing, actually, about skateboarding now is it's really getting back to its roots. Right. There's a lot more focus on actual just cruising, which was how skateboarding started. Right. Uh, was, you know, like you said, people trying to recreate surfing on the pavement. So it was a lot more about, you know, just riding streets, riding pavement, not doing the crazy stuff you see today, people jumping down 15 sets of stairs, you know, even though it is cool. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's, back it's insane. To the birds, yeah, right. but it's back. It's getting back. Now it's getting more popular to do what was originally skateboarding. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. like, and you saw that mid nineties movie, right? Was that, oh so, was that circulating around skateboarding? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was like okay. the main idea. Well, okay. I shouldn't say the main idea, but it was like the setting. Was right. Well, I saw like jo uh, Jonah Hill, right? He did yeah. that. Uh, he was talking about how he really enjoys it because he kind of wanted to capture the essence of before phones yep. and you would have to have conversations and hang out with your friends and then skateboarding being a big part of the culture, at least where he was growing up. So yeah, what was your film analysis on that, man? Really good? It was very, very good. Uh, it was just, it was very, very real. Um, I would say if you're going to see mid-90s, don't expect it to be easy watching. It is. It'll really make you feel a lot. Really? Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I'm I love those kinds of movies. Man. I, it's. It, but it's not in a good way. <laughs> it makes you feel very, very sad. Um, and very. It makes you think. Well, but that's the best part of movies is they immerse you in it. You oh know? yeah, and see right. that makes it a good movie. Right, I'm, all right. I'm saying is that don't expect to leave this movie feeling good. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you will. It'll definitely make you think. And right. uh, I, I think. Well, and here's the thing: is me personally, there was a lot of stuff in this movie that really spoke directly to my life right now. You know, and it was like it was almost like I feel like this sounds cliche, but it was almost like watching my life in a movie. Right. And so it was kind of. It was almost too real, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? I was yeah. kind of like, wow, this is very real life right now. And uh, and I'll be honest, I left the theater bawling my eyes out. Dude. I was crying, full-on crying, in front of my girlfriend for the first time. <laughs> so, is it only an AMC exclusive? So does that, like... I don't think so, because we were looking to see it in, uh, in Regal, too. Uh, is that the same thing, though? Regal Stadium? No. Huh. Okay. No, well, I'll check it out. I thought AMC was a part of Regal. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> because I thought it said AMC exclusive, but I, I was thinking, like, would it come out on DVD, or do you just have to go see it in the theaters? Is that the way of racking oh, up more money? I don't know about... I would imagine it would come out on DVD, but I think uh, it'll probably be easier access through digital copy. Like oh, iTunes. oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, but, yeah, it definitely, like... It, see, here's my thing, is that, like, I'm not really sure... <sighs> Because I don't want to criticize it because, like, I feel like the things that I would criticize it on were intentional right. to, for, the, for the art of it. Right. Because, like, for one, one thing that I would say is, like, some of the dialogue, especially in the beginning, sounds really, really forced, kind of dry. Right, okay. And so, like, but the thing is, though, is as the movie progresses is when the real life starts to come in. So right. I don't know if it's, but, like, because like, if you watch any of the interviews with Jonah Hill where he's talking about directing the movie and 
basically creating the movie, he, he talks about how it's a misdirection, how it's supposed to be you see the title mid-90s, you see these previews that feel very homey and very safe and warm, and then you go see it, and it's like you're immersed in these kids' lives, which are very difficult and not easy. You know what I mean? Uh, interesting. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so well, like, well cause it is funny because you see the movie. I'm thinking it's like going to be a cool movie talking about the mid-90s and just skateboarding. Exactly. That's and what, then you're yeah. like coming out of the theater balling. I did not get the, like... That's what he said, though. Right. Is it's supposed to be Perfect. like you, you right. think it's going to be this, and then boom, it's that. So that's what makes me think the the kind of the, the choppiness in the beginning is supposed to mimic like old 90s style movies where that delivery was kind of common. You know right. what I mean? Where the, you know, the, the really like punny jokes, right. you know what I mean, and stuff like that, and really dry delivery, and uh, I'm not saying all 90s movies are like this, but I feel like it, it's trying to be, it's trying to come off as something, and then immediately, like, revert to something right. else. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. it kind of, like, flips you on your head. That's tight. And so, yeah, I would definitely say, like, if you're into skateboarding, go see it, because it does have a lot of skate culture in it, and it's really cool. If you're looking for something existential, <laughs> go see it. If you're, uh, if you, it's a coming of age story. So if you're growing up and feeling like you're growing out of things, go see it. it it's all about that. It's all about growing up, finding who you are, and uh, that's actually what I was gonna like tell you was, it is all about you know figuring out life and you know who you want to be, what you want to be, how you want to be known, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So. Yeah, very and good. And that's movie. the film analysis segment with Ty and Hanson Canister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, dude. That was actually, I'm going to go see that movie this weekend, probably. Yeah, yeah. And just a heads up for anyone else, we saw it on a matinee time, 11.45 a.m. We paid $6 per ticket, so. Hot chicas, I'm coming for you, my dudes. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Chloe K., I just wanted to say, hey, this isn't a question, but I miss you. It's been too long. We need to hang. Chloe, I love you more than your boyfriend does. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hopefully they're still together. Um, does Bigfoot oh exist? Um, does Bigfoot exist? Alex Gregory. So, my friend Alex, the thing I have to say about this is I've only seen him on commercials. So I don't know why people can't get a good photo of him because I'm seeing him on these commercials. So, I mean, I guess money talks. So if we had enough money, we could probably round it up, bring him to Indianapolis. Because, I mean, he's doing beef jerky commercials, I thought. Um, Slim Jims or something like that. So, dude, if they if commercial can get if the commercial can get him, I think we can raise a couple thou and bring him on uh, bring him on downtown. What do you think, man? Well, that I didn't know Bigfoot was a capitalist, but he, pro didn't, he probably I didn't is. know he was a sentient being. I mean, that's a big word. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I didn't know he was like. Oh, I thought he was an animal. Oh, no, he's a businessman. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so well, and that he's probably like those celebrities, dude. Wait, that, so like, does that mean that, I'm sorry, but does that mean that Bigfoot is human? Like a deviation of a human? Dude, we're raising some big questions today. Alex, you are stoking our minds right now. Okay, this is what I have to say about Bigfoot is I think the reason, I think he is just a human that has been laughed at and made fun of. I was just about to say misunderstood. So, right. So before... We had the photos. He was probably, like, before they had cameras and stuff, um, before that got big, he went out to the woods, and now he's avoiding cameras because he wants to save his image from when he gets paid thousands for the commercials. Yeah. My whole thing about Bigfoot is, like, <laughs> this kind of is, like, one of those things. It's, like, you can't say that there is no Bigfoot because of the fact that you can't definitively prove there is no Bigfoot. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's right. there's no real solid way to say there's no such thing as Bigfoot because there's not really any way to know. Okay. Um, but it's like, it, it's it, you can say that about a lot of things. Right. You know what I mean? You, there's no way to know for sure that there aren't aliens. You know right. what I mean? There's no way to know for sure that there aren't, I don't know, any any other kind of thing like that. Because we, like you said, it could just be in hiding. We could just never see it. Right. You know what I mean? It's because they're saving up their image for commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be in the movies, dude. Aliens versus movie. Predators. Spielberg. They want to get paid Are thousands. So, okay, thanks, Alex, for that question. Um, Eric Culp, main dude uh, from high school, a little bro to me. Um, great girlfriend, by the way. Um, Alex, you have a great girlfriend. Maybe I should just comment on everyone's relationships. <laughs> Zane, I found out about your chica. She's tight, dude. Need to meet her. Chloe, your boyfriend, I already mentioned him. Alex, nice girlfriend. Shout out to Katie. Eric, can't remember your girlfriend's name. But um, where do you want to be in 10 years? Well, my dude... Uh, I live in Indianapolis right now, but I'm about to be moving out to Philadelphia in a month. It is confirmed unless something, like, 
big happens, but I'm going to be moving out to Philadelphia. Will I be there in 10 years? Honestly, dude, it's the reason I'm moving to Philly is Indianapolis is too small. Philadelphia is uh, a great city. Love all the sports teams. It's where the family, uh, when they came from a boat on Sicily, they landed in uh, Philadelphia and all that good jazz. Grandparents raised in Philadelphia. So it's just going back to my roots. But two hours, two and a, uh, two hours from NYC, two hours from the beach, two hours from the mountains, big cities, uh, completely different culture. So I don't see why I wouldn't stay out in Philadelphia unless it's uh, family related. So I would either say Philadelphia or I come back and start my lawn care business again in Indianapolis in 10 years. But yeah, I would have to say 10 years, that's probably where I'm going to be. Or I might just live in the woods and just try to hide from cameras and get paid thousands on commercials and be small foot. So, so Ty, what about you, man? Uh, well, the way you answer that is more like location. So if I'm saying where, like literally where, as in location, I would say probably still here in Indy. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't really have any intention of, of leaving Indy. I love Indianapolis. Um, potentially would like to maybe move to a little bit further outside the city. I live relatively close as far as suburbs go. Still live in a suburb, but relatively close. Right. Uh, so, like, I don't know, maybe somewhere a little bit further out, Mooresville, Green, like South Southern Greenwood, you know, somewhere like further out, a little bit more land, a right. little bit more space. Um, so are you talking about, like, you were looking at this as a mental state question? Like, where do you want to be I mentally? Was, I was thinking, like, as far as, like, career oh, okay. and, like, family and stuff like that. You know what Let, I mean? Let's bump it up. Let's say mental state. Mental state? Yeah. <sighs> uh, Dude, I, I expect to be enlightened more than Gandalf the White and Lord of the Rings. Maddie? Veda, we're recording a podcast. Okay. And that's the landlords upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as mentally, were you, you want to keep going? Oh, I, I mean, I just expect to be. I mean, we don't have to. T- I mean, we can take it as deep as you want. I, I'm, I'm the one that's giving bullcrap answers, like enlightened as Gandalf the White in Lord of the Rings. I would be able to transport, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> well, if the if the question is asking more as far as like professionally, I think by ten. Oh, I'll be thirty in ten years. So, I, I don't know. See, because I kind of got a lot of stuff I want to try. Want to you know professionally. I want to. I want to have a resume as tall as I am, I want to have so many different levels of, well, I shouldn't say levels, but uh, fields of experience. I want to try a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm working to get my degree right now, and that's one, one, you know, part of what I'm doing, but I just, more importantly than the degree, I just want to have a really wide range of experiences as far as, you know, working and stuff like that. I'm on, like, my fifth or sixth job now, and, Mm -hmm. like, it's just I like fun. I like doing something new and then finding something new after that, you know. And right. uh, you know, maybe one day I'll find as I'm doing this, I'll find something I want to stick to forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so eventually, when I have my degree, I'll just be able to do a wider range of things. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but yeah, I've been. I, I really, as far as my degree goes, and kind of playing it safe, I would really love to do either accounting or. Uh, financial advising possibly both at the same time um just do financial advising kind of on my own time on the side and then do accounting professionally for a company and uh my main thing with that is i just really like finances and really enjoy money (laughs) and like management of money for straight i love budgeting oh yeah um (laughs) but uh last question uh from my uh from my boy stas um part of the family i love you stas um, I'll comment on your relationship. I love Lizzie too, my cousin. So, um, what's going to be the it's hairstyle in 2019? 2019 is in like it's what October right now, two so months. two months. Okay, the it hairstyle is going to be shaved down the center. <laughs> that was the last thing I was. <laughs> shaved down the center with side afros. That would be insane. It is the new it hairstyle. All right. One minute. What do you think? Uh, it hairstyle. I think genuinely. I'm answering this. I, I don't know if you were being sarcastic, but genuinely, oh, I think. Do, do you really think I'm being? Do you really think I'm being genuine or sarcastic know, when Maybe I say shave be. down? Do you think I would shave my head down the center? I don't think you could go half afros. I am half rose. Half dude. Oh that would be sick. Half rose. We're we're now making half rose. That's sick. But I would say. 
I think long hair is making a comeback for sure. Oh yeah, long hair. Say. I think this has been like in the making for a long time now, but I long like hair, hair is definitely coming back. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of like a hippie sort of thing. I love it. Yeah, because like that whole hippie style is coming back. So oh, yeah. Well, thanks for sending those questions, dudes. Uh, again, that's Dominic Rafa D O M I N I C dot R A F F A. Then Dom's Pop Podcast D O M S Pod P O D Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, so keep sending them in, guys. So um, this is usually when I would do the business segment. So I didn't kind of want to dive into that um, just yet. I think I want to do that in the next episode. But I just want to tell you a little bit about my business. I just want to say thanks, Ty, for coming on, man. Absolutely. Uh, I, I really want to have you on again, man. Absolutely. Uh, it was really fun just being able to chat it up. I mean, and again, I mean, it really just did feel like we were sitting in the car again just talking about it, you know. So, Ty, thank you, dude. Thank you. I need to find an applause thing. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, business segment-wise, uh, Dominic's Lawn Service. Um, I'll just give you background about it, dude. I was 12 years old, and back in the day, I had three brothers. We used to love playing video games during the summer. My dad said, hey, guys, uh, why don't you just go to the neighbor's yard, cut it for like 15, 20 bucks, and then at the end of the month, after four weeks, you can have $60 and you can buy a new video game. So, I really held on to that. I said, dude, that's actually like... Genius! I could have a new video game in four weeks, and I'm making my own money, and it'll just take me like an hour if I'm pushing my own, you know. So I went to the corner, uh, to the corner lot, to Miss Kathy, an, old, an older lady, and I said, "Hey, I'll I will push my bag and trim this." For twenty-two dollars, and she took it, dude. So I was doing that. I mean, when I was 12. So I was doing that. It was awesome. It was great. I put a sign out there, and then it started blowing up. So 12 years old, I had one customer. Then my neighbors started catching on. I said, hey, oh, man, there's this, I mean, there's this kid that's push mowing grass. Like, I really kind of want to help him out. And also, I don't want to do my yard. So it was perfect. I used my age, my marketing uh, by putting out a sign, and my work ethic to just keep knocking out some more yards. So then at 13 years old, I had around 10 clients. Then people started driving through. Um, during the school season, people would drive through our neighborhood to get to another street, and they saw the sign. So I started expanding out into different neighborhoods. And it was really cool because my dad was a, again, he was a pastor, and the church people were awesome and just uh, letting him help me out um, and just making his schedule flexible. So I would go to school, then right after, uh, he would drive, we used to use our minivan, we would load up the lawnmower, he, uh, he would send the car away, and he would even sometimes uh, weed eat or something, and we would just be cutting grass. So we would do that right after school and then until dark. And I would just keep doing that week after week. So as I started getting older at 14 years old, we decided, you know what? Why don't we start, actually 13 years old, we started using the John Deere steering wheel. So again, it's not commercial, it's residential. We were just doing all that good jazz. And then when I turned 14, it said, you know what, we're seeing these lawn care companies with the zero turns. And if you don't know what a zero turn is, we have the Skag Freedom Z 52 inch. They're more commercial. They have the arms to where you can like turn on a dime. Um, no steering wheel, just those arms. And you, you've probably seen them around. And we said, we want one of those, you know? So it was like a six grand per seven grand six or seven grand purchase. Then we also needed a truck and a trailer. So we decided to get uh, my first truck ever, 2006 Ford F-150. Um, so at, at 14 years old, I had a truck, I had a trailer, and I had a Skag. And uh, we we started going to town, and uh, we had the weed eaters, the blowers. We were knocking out yards. We probably had like 20 properties at this time, and we just kept grinding. And it was awesome being 15 years old, having all this. Stuff. I couldn't even drive the truck, you know? I mean, <laughs> so it was really cool to be able to have that and then um, just have some money, you know? As a 15-year-old, if you wanted to buy some candy at a gas station, you could buy some candy at a gas station, or if you wanted a new pair of shoes, you were able to afford your own pair of shoes, and then if the family needs some help with the groceries or something, I was able to help out, and uh, my brother going through college, he needed some money, so I was able to help out with that, and again, I'm just going to be real and honest with you guys. Um, I'm not really going to hold anything back, so if you guys do ask questions,
questions. Um, I literally will be an open book and talk about anything because I think living life open and honest is what the Lord calls us to do, number one. But number two, why not be open and honest, you know? So, yeah, so sometimes a family would struggle with, uh, with a couple things, and I would just have to help out in certain areas, and God really just blessed the business in that aspect. And it was tough as heck, dude. I missed a, I missed a lot of my childhood and a lot of uh, school extracurricular activities because I was, too, I was busy doing this. And again... I, I don't regret it, and that's the thing. Um, if you listen to Gary Vee, he says you have to love the process. It's not about the results. You have to love the process. So being 15, I was missing um, football games. It was hard for me to get my schoolwork done. I was kind of stressed having to pay off certain business bills when your business starts expanding. You have to pay for gas. You're having to pay for your own clothes now, and you're paying for your phone bill. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it was uh, kind of a lot of stress and having to help out with certain things around the house. And it was tough. I mean, it really was, but all you could do is just put your head down and keep grinding. So uh, progressing through high school uh, to finally be, I think I was making, when I was 17, I think I was making $600 a week. So you usually put like 28, there's usually 30 weeks in a cutting season, but I would always budget for 28 just in case. So I was making around $17,000 as like a 16 year old. So then my father uh, decided to get a new job, stepped down from church leadership, not in any bad way. He It's just uh, dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety. So he decided that uh, God was calling him out over to Ohio to help run a, uh, help run a business out there. So in that move, I was 17 years old, going about to hit my senior year of high school, and they said, Dom, like, you can stay if you want. We know you've been working with the business hard, and you know you want to take it to different heights, and you also have your senior year of high school, so if you want to stay, you can stay. So I thought about it, prayed about it, and I decided that I was just going to live in Indianapolis when they went over to Ohio. So my whole family moved over to Ohio except for my brother, and I decided to stay in Indianapolis. I found a Woody and Veda, the landlord that uh, I just yelled at, they're not landlords, but I mean, they're almost like my grandparents. They let me live in their basement. They were renovating it to house missionaries, but they said that, like, I could pay some rent, live down there. They've been awesome. I mean, the best people. Uh, I mean, I've really gotten to know super genuine, uh, true about their faith, just some great people. Um, so after going through all that situations, um, 17, uh, paying more bills, making 17,000 bucks, you know, not super bad. But then the winter hits, and during the winter you can't cut grass. So I was working at a pet store, and I was broke as a joke. I'm not lying. It was hard for me to eat. I mean, it was hard for me to do a lot. I mean, I was broke, man. And this isn't like college broke. This is business broke when you're having to pay for all these ex expenses and you can't pay for yourself, you know? So... It, w it was hard. So I was 17. That winter passed. I was able to survive and make it by the grace of God. Then this next winter comes, and I was 18. And this was this past winter, and um, that was the hardest, probably one of the hardest trials I've ever been through in my life. Um, I wasn't. I tried expanding the business and it just didn't work. And I, I was, I was at 25 clients now, so I was making a tad bit more money. I was probably at like twenty thousand dollars, and it's just I could not make it work. It's, I mean, you only get seven months to work as hard as you can, and then in the winter, you're not making enough money because you're only getting 300 bucks when you're supposed to be making like 700 bucks a week, you know? Um, so you have to take a big hit financially. And that's when, I mean, I would have to go to bed hungry. I lost 15 pounds. Hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. Um, I didn't really share this with them. I probably should. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I lost 15 pounds. I was hungry. And again, I had resources around me that definitely would have helped me out. But I was so, like, I was prideful, you know? I, I didn't want to, I just kind of wanted to stick it out, you know, be my own man. It was tough. So um, I had a car problem, and basically I had to get my vehicle fixed. I had to. Like, there was no way I could do it. And uh, it uh, it costed uh, around, like, 1200 bucks, and I didn't have the money. And I said, God, I was sitting in my basement, sitting on my couch, and I literally started crying. I said, God, like, I really cannot do that. I, I don't have the money. I don't know where it's going to come from, and I really do need a miracle. So um, before I was able to put it in the shop, 
I got a call from a from a customer and they said they need some yard work done and then I got another call from a customer saying they need some yard work done and literally when I like after doing these yard projects the amount totaled exactly $1200 what I needed to get my uh, vehicle fixed. So I'm telling you dude after that I said you know what I'm doing trust and surrender. Like I literally don't know what I've been doing with my life. I haven't been trusting him. I haven't been giving him anything. So I said, God, this business is yours, and I want you to be a steward of it. So again, this is being open and honest. I'm 19 years old. Well, I was 19 years old starting this out. I just celebrated my birthday earlier this month, October 6th. Happy birthday to me. But I was 19 at the beginning of the season. And I said, God, I'm not going to advertise. I'm not going to market. I'm not going to do anything. This business is yours. I get a call from a certain company. Um, and a, a good friend, I met him at a uh, graduation party, and everyone said I had to meet him. Good guy, Danny West, uh, good Christian business mentor. Um, and he just said, hey, basically, we need some help out with chemicals. We also have some yards you can cut if you need to. So long story short, over this year, God tripled my business, and I was able to be making around $50,000 Um Sorry, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's. A, I'm just thinking through the mirror. I mean, it almost brings me to tears. Just, I mean, fifty thousand dollars as a 19 year old, and now that I'm 20, I'm about to be ending the season. And it's just, it's a true testament of God's grace. And again, it's not easy. Um, when you own your own business, you're the the saying goes, entrepreneurs work 60 hours so they don't have to work 40 hours. And that's kind of the thing is, I love being my own boss and all that good jazz, but it's taxing with time, all that. I mean, all that good stuff. So I'm I'm about to be running out of time. But I just want to say, I'm credible. If you need business help or if you want to start a business, listen to this podcast. Even if you just want to listen to the uh, business podcast segment of it, just skip to the last 10 minutes, dude. And uh, and we can chop things up, see what it's like to run a business, and uh, go from there. So I'm going to do this outro real quick because I'm trying to stick to the hour timeline. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Dom's Pod. I really appreciate everyone just listening to it. Again, if you want to answer questions or have questions answered, Dominic.Rafa, Dom's Pod Podcast. Thank you so much. And I'll be posting this every week, and I'll be posting something on my Instagram just uh, reminding you guys. Thanks again, Stokers. You are the bee's knees.